0: welcome back everyone to soul and soul i'm sangman and i'm jesse um today we're going to talk about a you know
1: uh something sweeping the nation i'm sure
0: (laughs) (laughs) definitely Um, it was there but with covid i feel like it's getting worse
1: i mean i feel like with Everything opening up, I feel less like this than I did maybe mm-hmm. two months ago, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely still.
0: <laughs> yep, it's the end of well approaching end of June, and teachers are <laughs> very burnt out on top of all of the other stresses. So that's what we're going to talk about: burnout.
1: Yeah, burnout is um, kind of the worst. Uh, they gave us a PD about it on thursday friday
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. i don't know see that's part of burnout like not knowing what day things are <laughs> <Sorry>. um <laughs> like they gave us a pd on it and i wasn't even listening but i was like every now and then i'd tune in and i'd be like uh-huh yep fuck yeah <laughs> that is um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we should ask juana for that um, that graphic so we can oh, post it that's on, the, so true. on the Instagram because yeah. it was just, it was a graphic of a person like just stressed out in the middle and then all of the things that contribute to stressors. Um, mm-hmm. And most of it was like, oof, oof, oof. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. So I guess um, you guys already know what burnout is, but burnout is a state of emotional physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. So I feel like burnout is usually used for like work related stuff. Yeah,
1: but let me be clear. I get burnt out of people all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I you know like social socialization, I get socialization burnout all the time where i'm just like oh man i can't i can't deal with other people's emotions right now it's overstimulating, i need to-. and maybe that's just because i'm also teacher burnout and so like mm. and we have to be so on for like people at work that sometimes yeah. when I get like emotional and like social burnout with other people where I'm just like yeah Yo, I can't handle your emotions right now check in later please Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, no as an introvert like meeting and hanging out with people period is really stressful well not stressful but it like takes a lot of energy in me so as a teacher like that first year I come home and I literally knock out on the sofa never wake up until the next morning
1: oh yeah oh yeah that was like i think that's like every teacher but yes absolutely first year um it reminded me a lot of in high school i played soccer and we would do two-a-days in the summer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so that really means that we would we would i think our first practice was like 7 30 in the morning 8 in the morning for like an mm-hmm. hour and a half and then we had mm-hmm. one after it started to cool down in the evenings too mm. and for the first like week week and a half of two a days my ass would just like sleep between the two the whole time like i'd, I'd go and i'd be like <laughs> i'm out and that's yeah. definitely what the first year of teaching felt like you just like you do it you do it and then i'd fall out and i also yeah. stupidly but gladly i'm glad at this point but like i was doing coaching for the first year of our mm-hmm. teaching too um and it was just like that's a lot
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that was still for me i would never
1: <laughs> so yeah. much coaching is great it, it actually nice. helps with burnout in terms of teacher burnout oh. because i think that our other job is so stressful and coaching can be stressful don't get me wrong um mm-hmm. especially shout out to my lady lions who are best track team in queens like that is a little bit stressful um it is a little bit like oh my god i gotta like really make sure that everybody's playing or running the right race everybody's like well rested that these bitches eat because i don't know what it is about female athletes in high school but they like Mm. don't want to (laughs) eat Feel like their parents. I'm like I've got I've got granola bars. I've got um, like Welch's grape stuff. That's you know the not fruit not snack. Enough. I've got you bananas. No, this is what I literally have to feed them before practice, or it's, it won't work out for me. Like they'll <gasps> oh. be passing out because they don't eat. I mean, I wouldn't eat our lunch either. But like,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found that yeah.
0: graphic by the way. I sent it. Oh, nice, nice. No. um so i mean as a teacher we have so much to talk about <laughs> yeah so
1: i guess let's let's talk a little bit first i guess about how you can recognize if you yourself are in burnout mm-hmm. um i mean i feel like most of us just know we are at this point but maybe you've been like had your head down so long that you're you're not really recognizing the signs of stress on your body, um, Mm -hmm. which definitely happens to the best of us. But, you know, take a breath, Mm -hmm. pause, and listen to some of these. Um, So a couple signs. So the first one, um, which always really happens to me, is I get headaches and muscle tension. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, if I – start having repeated headaches in a while first I'll go to my like go to like bitch did you drink water um (laughs) but if it's not that and it doesn't go away after me like chugging a bunch of water I'm like oh no could this Mm -hmm. be something else right Mm -hmm. um trouble with sleep patterns so whether this is like you not being able to fall asleep or you Mm -hmm. like not being able to stay asleep or like Mm -hmm. you randomly sleeping in the middle of the day instead of what it usually is at night over sleeping under sleeping all the above Mm. um feeling very overwhelmed um i usually feel very overstimulated like everything is like too much
0: um
1: feeling very like cynical um Mm. having like that negative outlook and if you're a cynical person already like look for more signs of your usual um being frustrated unfulfilled um Mm. so like I think when I have burnout, I never, especially as a teacher, I feel like I can tell just based on how annoyed I get with our students. Um, mm. Like I have a, a very high tolerance for their bullshit. Um, yeah. But when I'm feeling burnt out, I just get frustrated by little things with them and I have to like yeah. take a step back. Um, mm. And like, I feel like oh, I'm not doing a good enough job as a teacher. That's why they're not understanding. That's why they're not completing their work, yada, yada, yada. And I, like, usually internalize all of those feelings. Mm. Um, Another one, I I don't know if this is signs of burnout per se because I feel this every Sunday night, like, since forever. But maybe I've always been burnt (laughs)
0: out. I think that's a teacher thing.
1: No, I felt like that since, like, forever. Like, even in, like, middle school, high school. Like, fuck, I got to go back. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sunday night blues before work, like, you really just mm. are like, oh, my God, I can't believe I got to go back to this fucking place. And I've literally felt that way since, like, middle school-ish. Oh,
0: my God. Um,
1: For every job that I've had before, I just am not meant for the working world. Um, I'm working currently, <laughs> guys, on getting a sugar mama. It's working well. Like, <laughs> it'll be okay. Um, soon these will go away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Real soon, hopefully. Real soon. Um, and then there's also like this sense of apathy or overcomplaining. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. apathy, if you don't know, is just like a general sense of like not caring about other things, um, things that are prob- probably used to, you used to care about, or maybe you never did, but mm-hmm. more than likely you used to care about it, which is why there's a good sense of like, oh, wait, um, you might have burnout, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're like over complaining, like you know, if you're a person that complains all the time, it might be hard to tell, but if you're not, like and you're just all of a sudden you feel like you're being overly cynical and you complain often, this might be a sign of burnout. Um, mm-hmm. feeling depleted after work. Um, I just oh, I've never me. I just you know, I've never not felt that as a teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, so I can't really say How that would be changing between when I feel like I'm burnt out and when I'm not. (laughs) I've really never felt recharged, refreshed after working in the American public school system. (laughs) So can't say anything about that one. But um, if you're very irritable or you lose your temper often, um, that could be another sign, right? Um, I feel like I've felt all of these at this point in this sh- in the year, like by June, oh my God, yes. I'm usually here, and I'm just like, let's get the fuck on. Like, like, I commend people who do-, do summer school, but I can't imagine it. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh.
0: <laughs> Seriously, I can't.
1: Like, I would be so done with children. I'm so yeah. done with children right now. But imagining another two months with them, hell to the nah <sighs> Like hell to the nah You don't even get a full month off. Mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: It really is not worth it. It's blood no. money.
1: It is blood money. It's six grand in New York City, but is your mental sanity worth six grand? Do you really devalue yourself that much? <laughs> Cause uh, uh-uh. <laughs> like no, 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 no. Like me having like my mental sanity is definitely worth six, more than six grand. That's how I look at it.
0: Yeah. Because yep. if you get burnt out, you probably won't be able to start in September.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the time we start September, okay, there is a little bit of, like, I traditionally listen to Stay It Ain't So on my first walk into the school building for the year. Mm. Um, But beyond that, I'm usually pretty happy to be there in September. Mm. Um I don't, maybe my first second year third year i was like maybe like Ugh, about it but after that i was like yeah let's go new year what's he kids this mm. year i was like fuck this shit because they gave us our rosters beforehand and i knew who i was getting and i was like not with it but that was unrelated to burnout <laughs> <laughs> or maybe related to burnout because i was burnt out of those fucking kids by the end of the year oh
0: my god yeah
1: and then to get them immediately when you come back it's just like not it no not not. it at all
0: Yeah.
1: um but yes those are your you know signs that you're not feeling it
0: (laughs) Mm, definitely not um let's see we can talk about causes of burnouts too but I think everybody gets burned out for different reasons
1: yeah um causes we talk about causes
0: yeah so well i guess for me work is definitely it but it's also other like life situations that won't stop or you know circumstantial stuff and you know you're already stressed from what's going on in your life and then on top of that like tiny bit of stress at work can basically spark something like where you lose your temper or become really irritable and things like that too. So I think that's where I am at right now. It is June. So I'm already tired of everything and just life stuff on top of it is not helping.
1: Yeah. And I think work burnout is, is often for me, at least I always feel more burnout with our job when, um, I'm given unrealistic expectations and I think that you know as a teacher that's you know that's the game we have very unrealistic expectations for teachers all across Mm -hmm. the country Mm -hmm. hopefully not across the world but probably in other places around the world as well um and the expectation that we're either like for me either I do I kill myself burnout wise um And meet these unrealistic expectations or I like maybe sacrifice a bit of my moral integrity to meet those (laughs) unrealistic Mm. expectations. Here I'm thinking about like pass rate in particular, Um, you Mm. know, like I could kill myself and I could get 80 percent of my kids to pass. Right. Mm. Um, Or I could lie and I could get 80 percent of my kids to pass. (laughs) um like that yeah that is actually the pass rate that is expected at our school um please keep in mind that we work in one of the most underfunded uh, educational systems in the country mm-hmm. and they're expecting four out of five kids to pass these classes um mm-hmm. and our average reading level in our class at least especially in the special ed classrooms that we have the self-contained ones mm-hmm. average reading level is around fourth grade and i'm teaching ninth and tenth grade so yeah Four out of five of them passing every time seems a little bit unreasonable. Just putting Mm. that out there. Right? And keeping up with the standards that they're supposed to keep up with. Right? Like, if I got to teach them at a fourth grade level, they would all pass. But I'm supposed to be teaching them at a ninth grade level.
0: Yeah.
1: And bridging the gap.
0: That's another thing. Yes. Standards. I hate standards.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love standards in my personal life. Everybody gets you some standards. Um, (laughs) But I hate educational standards, for sure. Because Mm -hmm. they they're arbitrary um and they just like don't make a lot of sense in terms of like what we're prepping students for like some of the standards that they should for english at least i'm like listen that's great and all but like that's not gonna help them in college yeah like i really hope that they know how to do this don't get me wrong right um but like english majors out here when's the last time you worked on a group project <laughs> like you know what I mean? I'm like when's the last time I worked on a group project in English? I might have had a partner once or twice in my entirety of my English career in college, maybe once or twice mm. for a presentation, but that's about it. Like I think one time I was partnered with my friend Shane um and I don't even think we ended up doing it together cuz he wanted to do something different with his project and I wanted to do something different and that was like when's the last time English majors history majors let me know anybody in the humanity when did you do a group project <laughs> but that's like so much of our standards for yeah. ninth and tenth graders right like that they need to be able to work cooperatively and da 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 and i'm like that's not english mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't work with a group to annotate a passage what the fuck is that <laughs> that sounds
0: very unnecessary
1: it is unnecessary like English is one of those like introspective uh subjects where you really Uh. aren't supposed to like cool let's talk about what we all came up with together as a group but it's not necessarily something that like you work on like I can't Mm. imagine I don't even think I had group projects in English when I was in high school maybe
0: maybe I don't Mm. think so though Interesting. Yeah, no, I feel I like science standards are more like content-related stuff.
1: There are content-related ones, like they want us to let them figure out like specific uh, literary devices. It's weird Mm-mm. that they pick and choose which literary device. Yeah. Um. To me, like they like New York State standards really prioritize things like tone. Um, mm. and like tone's easy to understand. I honestly like and we overcomplicate it when we're teaching it to kids which also makes me feel burnt out because as an English teacher we are forced to teach things that we don't necessarily think are important in English and we're like forced to not teach things that are very important in English you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um like and I I just you know I I I'm too smart to dumb things down and that's what teaching English in a public school is, right? (sighs) I'm not supposed to give them the beauty and the expansiveness of the English language. I'm supposed to teach them, like, shampoo. And if you don't know what shampoo is, thank God, right? Because you shouldn't know what the fuck this is. But it's, like, an acronym for, like literary devices and it's seven long like that's what i'm supposed to teach kids like that's what they're supposed to get out of out of you're supposed to know seven fucking literary devices or element like bitch what (laughs) what what you can't write about shit like you get to college and they're like do a literary analysis paper and you're like huh (laughs) because what (laughs) imagine you only knew seven literary devices (laughs) And there are, like, things you learned you should have learned in elementary school, maybe middle school. Like, if – I'm sorry, but by ninth grade, if you don't know what a simile and a metaphor is, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And I don't want to spend the entirety of my time teaching you what that is Mm. um, because those are very low standards. Mm. That's very low standards. Like, spending – here, here's what really contributes to my burnout, guys. By the end of ninth grade in our school, as an English teacher, the only thing that I'm supposed to technically have accomplished with my students is them to write a well-developed paragraph. Paragraph. <laughs> By the end of the first semester, all I'm supposed to accomplish is for them to write a well-developed sentence. I'm like, the fuck? What? <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> They do not start writing essays until junior year. And then we wonder why these kids fail the regents. Oh, yeah. Like my junior year in high school. I, I don't know how many essays I had written by then. I know by my junior year in high school, I had a 20 page paper due in history class and I was working on a 70 <gasps> page paper for my philosophy class.
0: Oh, that, my, I, I, I never wrote that ever period i know but you were also
1: educated in the new york city public school system well that is, <laughs> <strong>. <laughs>
0: that
1: is true right like the standards have not i'm not saying that they're the worst in the country because that mm-hmm. is definitely texas and louisiana but they're not great
0: yeah
1: like if indiana is outpacing you they're not great <laughs> 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 like, straight up they're yeah. not great yeah. um and yes You know, to be perfectly transparent, I definitely went to a private school, so I expected mine to be a little bit better than what the Indiana public schools are, but for most of the township schools, because it's a little different in Indiana, there's, like, public schools like we would be teaching at if we were in Indiana, and there are township schools which are funded by, like, the property taxes of the neighborhoods Mm -hmm. around the school. Like Long Uh, Island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. those are a little bit different and usually are better um just because you know, the people in the community are contributing to their kids' education, so they're more than willing to up those taxes here mm-hmm. and there. Um, but like, you know, IPS I still think probably does better. Like more kids do better on the I step than people do on the regents here, which is, you know. Also regents burnout
0: there we go oh my god regions burn out yeah i the whole whole subject of earth science
1: nobody's
0: nobody needs to know the content that i'm teaching you know yeah (laughs) except maybe like really basic stuff like you can calculate mass and volume Mm -hmm. density or like know that the universe is the biggest thing and then we have galaxy and stars and things like that i don't know real elementary stuff but other than that content wise i feel like it's not gonna help you in life
1: oh i've literally used none of the things that you just said
0: yeah ex- ex- exactly <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> like i've never had to calculate the volume or the density or the mass of jack shit you know yeah
0: i said maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like but they can learn how to read charts and graphs and analyze data. I think learning how to read maps are
1: very important. Yeah. Also maps, <laughs> maps yeah. You know I mean? I'm like, I think that's very important. I yeah. also think your subject is important just because of like people like need to know that science is real and and has very real outcomes on our on our earth and things like that Mm -hmm. like Mm. i think like climate change things like that are helpful for them to know even if they never use it just to not be a douche canoe you know
0: but that's not the majority of the content i'm teaching them about rocks and minerals and they're like miss i i don't understand and i'm like just look at these shiny gems (laughs) look how Mm -hmm. pretty they are
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the only thing I remember from that class when I had it was like, ooh, that's fool's gold." <laughs> um, mm. That's probably the only one I can recognize. It's like, oh, yep, that's fool's gold." Um, I yep. know. But
0: <laughs> otherwise, no. No, no, no. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. living environment is really useful, I think.
0: Uh, yes, I do agree.
1: Yeah, that one's like super, super useful. Um, physics was not useful for me, but, no. you know, I'm also an English teacher, so. It would have been useful for me if I went into something different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chemistry was fun, not useful for me in the real world, though.
0: I I hate chemistry so much.
1: I really like chemistry, which just makes no sense because I hate math and it's Mm -hmm. one of the more math related ones. But I liked it.
0: Uh... I mean,
1: listen, knowing that shit, I like. I'm like a little bit of a pyro. I was like, oh, we can blow shit up in this class? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Like, cool. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Bunsen burner, bring it here. All right, let's do it. Of course, our kids don't get to do any of that, but
0: I mean, maybe I have no idea, but I wouldn't trust them to (laughs) play Mm. with Bunsen Burner.
1: Uh uh, I didn't even trust those kids with a pig. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, what are we gonna do to this pig? Something that you shouldn't, something that's gonna desecrate the pig's body, and I'm not with this. Mm. You know, something real fucked up. (laughs) Yep, yep. Um, all right. So some of the other causes of burnout. I was talking to one of our friends at work, um, and you know, she is maybe not gonna be in our building next year just because our work has not offered like her organization a contract so lack of job security is definitely one of causes of burnout um not having a work-life balance another one of a burnout i i feel like when i read this out loud i'm thinking of a specific teacher or person that works in our building every time um mm. like i'm definitely thinking of someone with no work-life balance and how mm. like This person doesn't even have, like, a social life Mm because work overtakes her life. Um, Not enough sleep. uh, Having unreasonable deadlines. Um, So, Mm -hmm. like, for us, one of the most unreasonable deadlines for me, at least, as an English teacher and as someone who procrastinates, um, is, like, the fact that our marking period will end on a Friday and our grades are due on that Monday at 10 a.m. Mm. Um And for me, that's always felt like an unreasonable deadline because a lot of times English teachers give like an essay in that last week or they give like yeah. paragraphs or something to like kind of culminate like whatever. um It's not usually like a multiple choice test like other classes. So mm. I'm like, damn, so I'm really going to have to read like bare minimum 150 paragraphs this weekend. Cool.
0: Hey.
1: <laughs> like cool or if it's like an essay i'm reading 150 essays this week okay cool Uh, that's fine that's okay uh, um having like less of a salary than what you're supposed to have definitely feel that like in our building we we see administrators who do far less than we do literally because they only teach one (sighs) class um but they make you know six figures and up um so that definitely contributes to my burnout um, watching oh, yeah. watching gym teachers make the same amount of money as us definitely Aww. contributes to my burnout watching anyone besides special educators making the same amount of money with us despite the fact that we have like legally wow. binding documents yeah. to buy it
0: yeah.
1: definitely contributes to my burnout mm-hmm. <laughs> like when my co-teacher was on my ass about how i haven't graded anything but i have like three IEPs that month, I'm like, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: Then
1: laughs> you grade, grade yourself. <laughs> yeah. You grade. If it's if it's that important, you fucking grade because I don't because okay, um IEPs take like someone who's pretty decent at IEPs, like I, I can knock out one in about three to four hours, right? Um, but like I'm not everyone and I'm not what do you and even me we're knocking out in three to four hours, it's like me typing for three to four hours straight without like any kind of break or whatever and yes I can finish one right I actually had to finish one this Monday because or Tuesday because my ass forgot it it was due (laughs) so right like it is totally possible to knock these things out but realistically like that's just because I've had this student for a year and a half and so I know him very well. His mama got me on the phone, like, for hours on end. Like, I know him real well. <laughs> so, yes, mm-hmm. I could do that. But realistically, from start to finish of an IEP, including, like, the IEP meeting with the parent, the testing, the writing, the, like, figuring out if the kid is actually in the right placement. Like, if you give a shit mm-hmm. about the student and you do what you're supposed to do, that should take you multiple days. Yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely.
1: Right, but we get forty five minutes a day to work on it. So I am um, like, I am already doing shit outside my work hours for this. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So absolutely, the fact that we don't get paid for the work outside of our work hours, um, and that we have to do it or we'll get like written up, um, absolutely counts contributes to my burnout for sure. Mm-hmm. And we and I can't even say anything because like our IEP coordinator is thebomb.com and she really does make sure that we're not, she doesn't give us more IEPs than we can handle. It's just that they suck. You know, it doesn't matter if you have one or you have 15. They fucking suck. (laughs) And our our IEP coordinator makes sure that she doesn't give any of us more than like 12 a year or something like that and then she writes the rest of them the leftovers so shout outs to her because I'm sure she's feeling
0: burnt out with that shit too oh my god yes Um, and it still
1: sucks (laughs) you know (laughs) I can't imagine being at other schools in our queens when I know like one of my friends has like a caseload that's like 20-25 a year on top of her other shit and I'm just like I'm good yeah, you know that you know work work overload definitely contributes to burnout. Um, yeah, definitely. and I'm sure if you're not a teacher, you can very well think of things in your own job, your own profession that you're like, "Yep, that's why I feel this way." Right? I, I, this is definitely why I have burnout right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think ultimately. If you don't feel like you're worth a lot at your job, you end up burnt out more. And, like, everything that I've said contributes to your, like, your sense of worth. And if these things aren't, like, out of sync, you really just don't feel like, you know, like, you're – what's the word I'm looking for? That you're appreciated. That people, you know, actually give a shit about what you're contributing to your job. Mm you know
0: burnout
1: yeah. I, ours is, ours is a teacher burnout it's just like so apparent that i feel like people even outside our profession understand why the fuck we'd be burnt
0: <laughs> at this point Yeah, before covid i'm not sure
1: yeah i still don't think so in covid because i just hear so many out-of-pocket things like from even people like in my family about like like our job that i'm just like okay okay <laughs> all right i'm too tired to argue with you about this but you're dead ass wrong about that like um my brother really doesn't understand why people would want to be remote uh during a pandemic or (laughs) you know or like the idea that like remote teaching is far more stressful than in-person teaching so it's not like people are choosing remote not to work you know, like, some of you guys are remote working, and it, it's probably fucking fun as shit. Like, I'm sure you're a little lonely, and you're like, fuck, I don't, I mean, yeah. But some of you, I know, because I've talked to my friends who are remote working, are like, this does shit. Like, I don't think yeah. I ever want to go back to this building. Um, and that's definitely not how any teacher anywhere feels. <laughs> no. <laughs> like you could hate going in to work right now or like as a teacher you could hate going into the building but even you are probably still like let me get back because remote teaching ain't it
0: yeah and i know some teachers are doing hybrid models where they're going in Mm -hmm. and they have in person and some kids on zoom or whatever and they have to teach together that's i think that it's the worst
1: yeah because it's it's unreasonable and mm-hmm. unrealistic expectations because mm-hmm. okay if i like if i'm online teaching either one of these groups of kids i'm if i'm hyper teaching in a classroom right like i'm teaching i've got my zoom open but i'm also teaching kids in front of me like yeah. one of these groups of students is not getting my full like the class yeah. like it doesn't yeah. matter i d- maybe i'm focusing on the remote kids because they're not in front of me but that definitely means the kids that are actually in front of me are going to suffer Mm -hmm. um if I just teach my class normally that means that any kid that really was struggling online is fucked so Mm -hmm. it's not hybrid like that (laughs) it's not a great thing I like the way that our school is doing hybrid um yeah in that I mean I don't know what it's like in person but I like that I just have a remote a completely remote schedule
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I don't yeah. think I would want to be the babysitter inside the building, so I'm glad it's not me.
0: Mm. But yeah. I think kids, um, certain kids, like going in to work because they can focus better without oh, yeah. any distraction. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and certain kids just like special when kids need to be in person, and it yeah. sucks um, because realistically, our health concerns trump our educational ones, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but special ed kids do across the board much better in
0: person yeah. than online. Um, oh, yeah. They've been suffering this year.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, these kids, Um, I mean, learning loss to me, I don't really give a shit about. Um, it's, like, a very elitist idea. Um, And it's just, like, predicated on the idea that what we're teaching them is far more important than, like, the stuff that life teaches them. You know, like. Yeah you okay maybe you didn't learn how to write an essay this year but you learned about empathy and you learned about like I feel like a lot of our kids are learning a lot about like social justice and things like that this year. Like mm-hmm. they, they might not have learned how to write an essay, but they learn how to to spot like some bullshit for sure. For yeah. sure, <laughs> right? yeah. They learn how to spot when someone's giving them the intellectual herky-jerk. <laughs> like they definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, it just depends on what like you're prioritizing in terms of mm-hmm. what learning loss really means
0: Mm. um yeah that makes sense um all right moving on to like work culture um i think in korea or korean communities here the everybody knows about burnout and now I think people are trying to find better work-life balance, but it is impossible. Um, Everybody is literally burnt out. They're working so many hours, sometimes without pay because their bosses make them work overtime, but they're not going to pay you well or whatnot. And people just have to get through it because they have no other choice or they feel like they have no other choice. So, they, a lot of them resort to, like, drinking after work. Um, so I think that I feel like drinking in Korea is, like, how do you say it? Like, people drink every day, any any time of the hour, just to get through the day, really. Um, and to I'm- show back I up be- on work yeah
1: i believe the word you're looking for is alcoholism but yeah alcoholism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's like a national alcoholism <laughs> issue yeah. in korea definitely yeah because that's what
1: that is um i do think in here in america i i don't really think that this even really like I feel like this is a generational thing more than it is, like, a race thing or anything like that. But, like, millennials just have, like, this really gross idea that we have to grind to get what we want. Yeah. Uh, and it's just because things are just so much harder for us um, yeah. than they have been for other generations. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, so much more difficult to get, like, basic things that we've all been led to believe, like, make you an adult or make you mm-hmm. um, make you happy. Um, Mm -hmm. that like a lot of us just work, 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 work to get a paycheck and to make sure that we're taken care of, but also just to, you know, because we're, we've just been told that that's what we're supposed to do. Like, if you don't, you're a bad person. If you can't, American culture is kind of weird in that way. Like, if you can't support yourself, there must be something wrong with you. Instead Mm -hmm. of looking at like the root causes of why you can't support yourself, Mm um, what has been stacked up against you and like for lots of people it is race it is gender but like for our whole generation it's the fucking like older generations like bleeding our country and our world dry and then expecting us to take the crimes you know like that i and i mean even for the the white folks and you know i'm not usually nice to them but like white folks (laughs) in our generation (laughs) Generation are also fucked. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> like you know, not the over, like the blatantly wealthy and the super right, super right. rich, but like your average white person in our generation is also fucked because <laughs> like mm-hmm. we, none of us are able to like afford a house. None of us are able to like really like. Everybody's worried about how much their wedding, if they are planning on getting married, will cost, and like the cost of children, and mm-hmm. like it costs like something. I think this was maybe four or five years ago I found this out and I'm sure it costs even more but like 250000 k per kid until the age of 18 and that's without like other shit like you know fun things I'm like nah like how, how many like thinking about how much a kid costs right now is enough to like dry up my ovaries <laughs> I'm like, for real? If I have two kids, I got to shell out a half a million dollars? Yeah. And I've always wanted, like, four kids. I'm like, a million dollars? No. That's a lot of money. No. That's probably
0: the minimum.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like That is the absolute minimum.
0: Yeah. Just food and clothes. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah. I think in Korea, it's similar to people. Anyone period can't own houses right now because it's just housing prices are ridiculous especially if you want to live in Seoul it's ridiculous nobody can afford anything and they're taking out huge loans to just get like a tiny little apartment and obviously people our age can't even they, it's like hard for them to find a job even because it's so competitive. Everything is so competitive in Korea. So finding a job, um, and then once you find the job, everybody's like, now you got to get married and then think about that. So there is it, this is a little bit outdated term, but um, there was a term called 삼포세대, uh, meaning they gave up three things. This generation gave up three things, including uh, marriage, kids, And I forgot what the other one was. Happiness. (laughs) Happiness. Definitely. What was it? Oh, um, dating, marriage, and um, giving birth or kids.
1: Yeah. I don't necessarily think in America we've given up dating or uh, marriage. I think it's like. Mm Those things cost so much that like you've given up house security and you've given up um like actually liking your job and you've given up like kids. Like people in America are having kids at far later ages than ever before.
0: Mm. Like
1: we have to we have to wait until our 30s to pop out kids um, because we can't afford it in our 20s.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, not.
1: like it's crazy because, like, I'm 28. At this point in my mother's life, she had two kids. Um, she would like, she didn't have me until in her 30s. Uh, but it's crazy because I think, like, it's very possible that my first kid might be born when my mom's last kid was born, you mm. know um and it's it's interesting um but weird at the same time because i'm just like that's that's wild because she like i always thought i had two old parents like not necessarily like as in like two as t-w-o but like two as in t-o-o like they were too old um like for a lot of things in my life just because by the time that i came around their bodies were not you know with it they had more issues health-wise that so like you know they didn't get to do the same things with me that they got to do with my older siblings um Mm. and so it's crazy to like knowingly know that I'm going to be starting a family in the same spot where I thought my parents were too old to be having me you Mm. know um and it it's it's wild to me that that is the case for a lot of people here in America right like I have four friends with kids mm-hmm. that's it you know and like we're all 28 29 I've got like
0: I'm surprised that you do because I I don't not in my yeah. immediate circle of friends except coworkers I guess but yeah no people who have kids are a little older than us but people like right at my age nobody nobody has kids
1: you no know, I've got like my friend Fran has a baby he's really cute um, Amber has a baby um, Amber was on our podcast uh, for the mental health episode so hi Judah he, he's like <laughs> he's the best he loves it um, we do story time sometimes he's really Aww. cute um, and then, let's see, my friend Kendall, who's more like a high school friend than like a friend right now, per se, she has a baby. Mm. And I think someone else I'm just like neglecting. I have a couple friends from high school that do have babies mm. um, that I'm not like close, close with. Yeah. Um, I do think that has more to do with regional stuff than it does to do with age at that point. Like people in Indiana are more likely mm. to have babies younger still than people in new york city um and that's because people in indiana can't afford it in ways that people in new york cannot like yeah you can have a baby and be you might be struggling but by all means don't get me wrong you might be struggling but it It's not like your rent is $1,000, you know? It's not, Mm -hmm. I mean, bare minimum, because that's, like, what I'm thinking about when you're living with roommates. So, it's not Mm -hmm. like your rent is, like, two grand for you Mm -hmm. and that baby to have a room or something. You know? It's not the same thing. Um, It's not like your baby formula is, like, astronomically expensive or da 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 Mm -hmm. like in other places like i definitely don't think that people in new york should raise children if that makes sense like i'm not saying that there shouldn't be children in new york because we wouldn't have a job but like (laughs) i definitely feel like if you if you have kids and you can't afford it you should not live here you know like that's just just a better quality of life for your child to not be here yeah um Like, and, you know, that sucks because I'm sure that lots of people would love to stay and raise a family in New York City. But, like,
0: mm.
1: if you're going to, why struggle here when you can, like, be okay, be solidly middle class elsewhere? Um, mm. And that's why I feel like a lot of our students, um, back to our teacher burnout episode, <laughs> um, that's why I feel like a lot of our students actually end up moving to Florida. And their whole yeah. family is moving to Florida and Pennsylvania because yeah. it just doesn't make sense to like struggle 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 for what yeah the name of like a new yorker okay Mm. (laughs) like okay
0: i mean if they if the parents were born here grew up here they have the whole family here and all of a sudden they feel like they have no option it would be it would be i would be so scared to move elsewhere because i I don't have any connection in any other states
1: yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, I moved to New York. I, yeah, I know. I moved to New York with like zero family connections,
0: yeah,
1: whatsoever. Um, yeah. like having your family knows close by is a privilege. It's not a necessity. Mm,
0: that's true. You know, yeah. it's
1: it's definitely a privilege, but it's not a necessity. Um, especially like if your whole family is struggling. You know, like if yeah. maybe if you if you're like, okay, I can't move out of New York because I got a rich uncle. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> i I totally get it um and then but if it's like i'm not moving out of new york because my whole community is here like that's great and all but like there are communities everywhere and that's kind of i that's definitely why i think a lot of um our kids move because they realize like oh shit like Like I had a kid in my class whose family right before the pandemic um, was going or actually I think maybe a couple of months into the pandemic was actually going to move here um, because he was like, yeah, there's like a pretty big like Mexican population in Indianapolis. I was like, yes, there is. Right. Like, yes, there is. And there. And guess what? It costs half the amount of money that your parents are probably paying for your ass right now. And so you guys being cramped up in like a two, three bedroom apartment, you could be in a house with a backyard. Wow, you know like that quality like things like keeping up with the joneses i don't know if you know this term i feel like it's like Mm-mm. an antiquated like um american ter- term um mm-hmm. but i feel it to me it leads to burnout too um so keeping up with the joneses is basically like you have a you got a neighbor named the jones or whatever mm-hmm. um and they have all the new latest shit. They have all mm-hmm. they have um you know like money at to at their disposal to do whatever the fuck they want to. Um and this could be about money, but this could also be just about like keeping up with like their lifestyle. Maybe mm-hmm. they all are well educated so you're like I got to be well educated or this could be mm-hmm. like well everyone I know lives in New York City and if I don't lo- live in New York City, I'm going to be a loser. Mm. right it means that i'm not cool enough i i wasn't good enough to make it in that city um and so that to me also very much leads to burnout right because you're always you're inevitably like comparing yourself with others um and like most of the time when you're comparing stuff yourself with others you don't actually know that person's life um so you're always going to lose Mm. right like you just know them like on their on the surface level so like you don't know enough about what's going on in their life in their brain to really actually compare yourself to someone else so you're you're probably gonna lose right what they what they have looks better on the surface yeah yeah um and i think when we were talking about like real life stuff contributing to burnout that's one of them right like it's not Mm. just like our jobs that do it but it's just like our social lives do it too right Mm -hmm. like I had a roommate who could not say no to going out drinking and like literally sometimes we would come I would come home and he's like well I'm just gonna like do ramen for a couple days and I mean like not ramen like delicious ass ramen but like you know the packets (laughs) of ramen um I'm gonna do that for a couple days because like I just don't have any money I spent in all this weekend and it's just like that's cool but like do your friends wow. know that you're just spending so much money just to go out with them or are you just you know what i mean like i doubt that they do um or they would not continuously yeah. invite you to these expensive places where you you know um and he had to work far more than he would have just to keep up with that lifestyle um and it doesn't really make like there's things about burnout which I feel like we can't control, um, mm. but there are things about burnout that we absolutely can,
0: mm.
1: you know, um, and we just are not doing them like burnout is, you know, there's this like part of it, which is just like systematic pressure that's going to make us just as a generation feel burnt out, you know, because we just have far less opportunities and we have to work harder for those opportunities and um, but there are things in our like interpersonal lives that we could just for sure do to right. help with burnout. Um, uh,
0: but social media age is not helping. <laughs> I mean, that it, social
1: media is like the. The modern day keeping up with the Joneses, right? You see yeah. someone go on a trip, so you're like, fuck, I want to go on a trip. You see someone who's out all the time, so you're like, I want to go out all the time. But that's, like, a you problem, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you could – because it's, like, it's weird to me that that even happens because what should happen is, like, instead of that – because. Th- all of that's deeply rooted in like jealousy right like you wish that you could do that so instead of like when you see your friends doing something cool you could be like damn i'm so glad they got to do that versus like damn i wish i got to do that mm-hmm. um and that's just like a that's a mental shift that really just needs to happen with a lot of people <laughs> in oh, a lot of then places are
0: koreans very jealous people because I feel like the whole nation is all about not being different mm. which is complete opposite of America but like you want literally the same things that your neighbor has or have your kid go through certain schools because your neighbor blah 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 so you, you don't want to stand out you want to be that normal person that has a decent job, that has a decent house, but just to achieve that is so hard, and it's so hard to keep up with that. So people are definitely burnt out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I I wouldn't speak for a country I've never been to, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it does. It I know that that behavior is unhealthy you know oh, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like and it, it does happen here that's why the term keeping up with the joneses exists here because it does happen mm. here mm. um that's what the whole like american dream white picket fence is supposed to represent right mm. or like stepford wives everyone has the same house the same life da, da, da. like mm. it definitely exists mm. here too um it's just like i feel like our generation here is kind of bucking against it because we literally can't do it right like i and i don't think that we're better than generations before us it's just like we literally cannot do it so we're starting to realize how fucked up it is Mm as an ideal and if Mm -hmm. if we could do it we probably never would have figured out that it was fucked up yeah but like we were like nope nope that actually cannot happen so what are we doing (laughs) yeah um and like I don't. Yeah, it, I. I still just think it, it just needs to be like a, a kind of a, like a mental shift when it comes to that because I don't think I've ever really been jealous of my friends. You know, yeah, like because because it doesn't. First of all, when my friends make it, I fucking made it too. You better put me on. <laughs> 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 like, like, I don't think I've ever really been uh, jealous of my friends and any regard I don't think so yeah it's it's hard for me to understand like you know how other people get social media fatigue I don't really get it with when it comes to like my friends I get it when it comes to like people I'm acquaintances with that are on my social Mm. media and who are like doing the most you know what I mean like Mm. I'm like I know you don't care about those 20 causes you just posted about in the last two weeks cut it out (laughs) you know like I get that kind of social media fatigue but like not necessarily like like damn i wish my life was better and it's because i'm looking at someone else on social media mm-hmm, whose life mm-hmm. looks better than mine yeah um so we, you
0: hate basically hate bs yeah <laughs> that's,
1: i mean that that's um, what it is. i feel like that should be clear from the podcast <laughs> um i i don't like i don't like self-serving anything per se mm. i definitely think that you know being selfish is not a problem, but I don't like people who are self-serving. So those are a little different. Um, and I don't like people who, you know, selfishness and moderation like anything. Um, so, you know, be selfish with your time. Be selfish with your energy. Um, be selfish with, like, what you give out to others. But, like, don't be a selfish asshole. You know what I mean? Those are different. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely. Um, So what are some strategies to either deal with it or get out of it?
1: Be selfish. That's one of them, right? Mm -hmm. Like taking Mm -hmm. time for yourself, Um, making sure that you are okay, putting on your mask before you put on the person next to you's mask, right? Um, Because like, I, I can't stress enough that like a lot of burnout is just like you overextending yourself based on other people's wants and needs. (sighs) right like that's so much of what burnout is and stop that (laughs) like like, and i know in some ways that it's not possible to you especially when you're talking about in the workplace but like as someone who definitely said like you remember when i was offered that transition coordinator like fake position oh yeah yeah and i said no
0: yeah
1: i said no because i knew that shit was gonna burn me the fuck out and you yep, know what? And we
0: see that
1: happen. Yeah. And the person who does that position is burnt the fuck out. And you yeah. know what? Uh, it literally might have been the reason why I did not get tenure the first year I was up for it. I don't give a fuck. But, yeah. You know what you I still mean? got it. I got it eventually. I got it this year. I was like, I do not give a fuck because you know what? I'd rather have my mental sanity, have, like, what I want out of my job than mm-hmm. what my principal wants out of my job than like a fake piece of paper and I can still get my ass fired and they can still fuck with me. Mm. You know, like tenure is great. It is, it is more job security than not being tenured, but it is not ultimate job security by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, It does not mean that you will stay in the building that you want to. Like it's not Mm -hmm. job security in the way that we think it is. So I'm like, I'm good with that. That's fine. Um, So like say no to your boss, like either you're valuable there or you're not.
0: Yeah. They'll always right. find somebody.
1: Oh, there will always be someone to replace you. So why the fuck would mm-hmm. you sacrifice your mental health for a job?
0: hmm
1: Like, and, I, you know, our job is, like, a career. So it's not like I'm talking about something different. But at the end of the day, career, profession, whatever you want to call it, it's a fucking job. Yeah. And why would I sacrifice my mental health for literally... If I drop dead tomorrow, our principal would find a special educator English teacher to replace me within a week or two. And not because he's a mean guy and he's a bully, but because that's just the nature of the game. Yeah, they would need they would need someone to replace me, and they would.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, I feel like until people really realize that, like. I'm not, I'm not my parents generation where, you know, you, you work at a company for your whole life and then they screw you when it comes time for retirement. That's not me. (laughs) Right. If the job doesn't serve you and you are financially able to like make a move, make a move.
0: Yeah.
1: And even if you're not financially able to make a move, but your mental sanity is just like in the toilet, make a move. Yeah. As long as you don't end up, like, on the streets, like, make a move.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I'm all about financial stability. Um, That's definitely why I chose our job in the Mm -hmm. first place. But, like, if I ever felt so burnt out that I couldn't do my job well and effectively, like some of the teachers that we know, I would leave. (laughs) Um, and I would leave for the kids because they don't deserve teachers like that. And I would mm-hmm. leave for me because I don't deserve to feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Definitely. there's, I feel like there's so much, um, so much put on, like, I I must stay in a shitty situation or a shitty job just because I, I have to. And it's just
0: like, why? Hmm. So I guess another strategy for myself is actually, well, a lot of sleeping, but also just taking the time out for myself and do the things that I enjoy. Um, Also, just taking a brief walk outside when you're cooped up all day inside, just like us, Mm -hmm. will definitely help you out. Just get some fresh air, make your body move a little bit. If you, if the weather is groggy and you don't want to go out, well, you can just put some, like, cool music and dance to it, too.
1: Yeah, like, y'all should be exercising. Just put that out there, right? Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, go to a gym and, like, lift weights or anything like that. But you should be, like, exercising pretty much every day, even if it's, like, going for a walk. Because that will make you feel better. Um mm. Even if you are not suffering from burnout right now, but you maybe you're suffering from depression, anxiety, like go out and do something that moves your body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Our bodies were actually not built to for this sedata- sedentary lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. So go out, do something. It doesn't even have to be like massive, but get your ass out of, out of your house. <laughs> Recognize yep. that there's another world
0: <laughs> besides your
1: apartment <laughs> or your house.
0: And then I think the last strategy, I think the biggest is to know how to set boundaries. <clears throat> because you really need to know how to say no. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and I feel like, I don't know. If we've I think we talked about boundaries in the... Um,
0: One of the, yeah, the mental... mental
1: yeah. But like they're so important, and then and I don't think that anyone should be afraid to set boundaries at work too. It's not just for your personal life; um, it's for work too, right? Like you need to you need to let your boss know that they can't call you after hours for jack shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, let let your boss know that like you are committed to the job, but like there's certain things that you don't feel comfortable doing right Mm. like I don't think in our current job setting boundaries has ever really besides maybe the tenure thing the setting boundaries has ever really hurt right like Mm. at my like I think so our boss really likes me Which is kind of funny to me. But our boss really, really likes me. And I don't ever really hear from our boss from like a negative whatever. Um, And I firmly think this is because I've set boundaries with our boss. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, She doesn't call me after hours (laughs) because I'm like Mm -hmm. not going to answer. She doesn't really bug me during class because she knows I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to drop everything for something the admin wants. That's me and the kids Mm -hmm. time um and like i've made it very clear what i will and will not do i'm like i'm not passing that kid i'm not gonna pass that kid because x y and z and like that's it it's like i will totally go work on these other kids and make sure that they're good to go but like this kid is not gonna get passed um i will never pass a kid in this situation it's nothing personal about that kid i'm not going to do it and so like When pass rate comes around and maybe my pass rate's like a a 70 or 75 or I feel like one marking period during remote learning, it was like a 65. She never came to talk to me, Mm. you know, because that boundary has been set. It's like if these kids perform to the standard that they need to perform to, I'm going to pass them, right? Mm. If they don't, I'm not going to. And you're not going to tell me yay or nay what what to do in my own classroom, mm. right? Or like sometimes she'll she'll give me feedback and I and I won't take it, and <laughs> she knows that, mm. right? Like we we have a conversation and like I'll ask her questions, I'll ask her things like this is what I need to know to make my decision about how to teach this or how to do that. Um, and then she'll give me, she's like, well, this is just a suggestion. And I'll be like, I don't think that's going to work. Okay. Right. So, like, she knows for me that her suggestions are not the word of God. Right. They are suggestions. Yeah. That's what they are. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and like, sometimes I'll I'll go and I'll try something. And I'll report back. I was like, that shit didn't work in a nice way, in a professional way. Like, <laughs> that really didn't work out for the kids in my class because of da-da-da-da-da. But basically, yeah. I'm like, bitch, that did not work. <laughs> And I, and I think that's what needs to happen for a lot of teachers. And I'm not... Because our our admin is not great. Don't get me wrong. Like, our, our, I'm like, okay, with our boss, whatever. Like, she yeah. likes me. I'm like, she's better than our last boss. And that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, our principal is not the most, like, accommodating. He is and he isn't mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Um, So it's not like I'm talking, like talking to other teachers right now like we have good admin and we can just do this we do not have good admin that's what i'm saying Mm. and you Mm. can still do this Mm. right because a lot of it is for me and for you like we're so wrapped up into our school community that like yes if we drop dead tomorrow they would absolutely replace us but they would have a fucking hard time doing so Mm. right what are the chances that they're going to find a special educator English teacher who coaches soccer, track, and is queer enough to run the club and likes anime? What are those chances?
0: None. <laughs> you know <what> I mean?
1: <laughs> it's like I wear so many different hats at work that I can set boundaries, right? And it's mm. just like, you know, like I do things at work that I want to do. I do mm-hmm. things that I have to do, obviously, but I do things at work that I want to do. like. um, mm-hmm. I was supposed to be following a curriculum. And I, I went to our boss and I was like, I don't like this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to teach a podcast. You want to come in? Come see it. See what what's going on. But I don't like this. It doesn't fit for my kids. I'm not going to do it. Mm. Say no. Say fucking no. N-O, 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 N-O. Get used to it. It's a beautiful word. People give it a <laughs> negative connotation because they don't want you to say no to them. No is a beautiful mm. word right people want you to have those porous boundaries where you can't say no but no like l- just listen to it roll off your tongue no. Yeah. no 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 um i remember when i got into that argument like intellectual argument in front of the kids with my co-teacher where he was like oh. yes is the most powerful word in the english language and i was like bitch no it's no mm like no is the most powerful word word in the English language by far mm. no no you can't do that no you cannot make me do things that are going to lead to my ba- burnout and you need mm. to you guys need to figure out what your boundaries are and what will lead to burnout for you mm. right like I will never ever ever run two clubs in our school again that led <laughs> to burnout for me but now I know right mm. like Two sports didn't lead to burnout for me, but two clubs absolutely did, and I will never do it again, right? Um, having club on a Friday afternoon, totally fucked up my whole life, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, y'all just need to figure out what these are, right? Because, like, for me, what what burns me out is different than what burns pack out in the building, right? Like, mm. staying after school until, like, six or seven every day sounds fucking horrendous to you, Right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but it doesn't bug me but getting to work at like seven o'clock like sometimes you do sounds fucking terrible to me Uh... (laughs) you know what i mean um so it just you just got to figure out what leads to your burnout because it could be completely different than the people around you like Mm. and what refill refills you after being burnt out right like that's what Mm. sports at our school are for me right like Mm. i could have a hellish day in the classroom but I know when I get out to my girls that whatever whatever shit was happening for me earlier in the day is going to feel better and also is going to feel better because I'm like doing something I love, but because I'm exercising, right, <laughs> because I'm actually making sure that I release the endorphins that I need to to overcome burnout. Mm. Right. Um, another strategy that I think is super, super, super important is like reaching out for help right yeah. um you one okay you shouldn't ever feel like you're by yourself um and that you don't have support and if you do feel that way please get a therapist like what reach out find some like if you feel like The people in your life are not supportive towards you. Either one, they're not, Mm -hmm. right? And you need to find new friends and a new partner or whatever, new family, find a chosen family, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe they actually aren't supportive towards you and you need to fix that. But if Mm -hmm. it's not that, it's probably something inside of you that makes you feel that way. And you Mm -hmm. need to go talk to someone about it. You need to go talk to someone about why you feel like no one wants to support you and why you feel like no one has your back, right? So if you don't have someone in your life to reach out to, go find a therapist and, like, figure out whether it's, like, your friends and your family and your partner sucks or if it's, like, a you thing, right? And and then I never liked the idea of not being friends with your coworkers, right? Like, Mm. you need someone at work who is, like, with you, ride or die, because your job sucks. Even if your job is great, Mm. it's going to suck one day. Like, they're, you're going to have a bad day. I'm not going to say yeah. it's going to suck overall, but, like, you're going to have days where your job sucks. Like, nobody's job. Nobody has a job where it's perfect. Where every day you're just like, woo, yay, I love what I do. Like, there are going to be days where you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and you need to have someone that you can turn to in your job who is going to understand it, right? Mm. Who's not only just going to understand it, but is going to be like, yo, I get you. Here's how we make this better, right? Or if they, um, if they're not like that, my like my partner and I have started doing this thing, like where if one of us is having like a bad day or having like an issue, um, we'll ask the other like, "All right, do you want me to listen or do you want me to fix it?" Right? And so yeah. you find someone you can do that with at work, right? Like who will either listen to you, bitch, or someone who's like ready to like let's fix it right Mm. um and I'm very very much sociable at work because I don't know it's a lot easier to be nice and friendly to people than to be by myself and island alone at work given what we do Mm. um like like it's much easier and you know that has burnt me because we got some crazy motherfuckers at our school (laughs) 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 that I wish I wasn't friends with um
0: indeed indeed
1: but like overall I would say that I don't know. I, I find it much easier to just like be nice and interact with my coworkers. That doesn't mean we're gonna see each other outside. Mm. Right. But it does mean like if I'm having a rough day and you're teaching in that period that I, I need to get the fuck out of the building and go for a walk, I know I have other people I can turn to. Right. Mm. Um that I that does usually help me. Like I when I take a break um mm. and i've had a rough period and i'm just like let me just go walk to the deli and just like mm. see the sun shine on my face for a little bit and forget that realize that life is more than these four walls right now um mm. i would also say that i said this before but like make sure that you're not hanging with people that are super super negative like everybody's going to have bad days everybody's going to be cynical at some point in their life but if you're, like, surrounded by someone who's, like, never sees a positive in anything, like, you should, like, try not to be... Like, those are your small-dose friends.
0: Mm.
1: Right? Like, those are not your friends that you go to all the time because, like, you can't you can't live in negativity. And it's sad that your friend might be living in negativity, but you don't got to live there with them. Mm. Right? And then... I, like, again, I'm just a, f- a fan of people, which I know seems kind of crazy if you've gotten this far in the podcast, but I really do like people. Um, make some new friends. And I, I I understand. I absolutely have so much privilege here because it is easy for me to make a friend. Um, but if it's not easy for you to make a friend, like, fucking stalk the person you want to be friends with. And I don't mean it in a creepy way, <laughs> but I mean, like, insert yourself in their life so much that, like... You're friends now. You know, and not in a weird way where you're like stalking them, stalking them, but like I don't know. Like with you, there were I definitely made I I co opted you as a friend, right? I was like, We're gonna (laughs) we're friends now. Right? Like that's that's a thing. And so that's that's all making a new friend is. Like you find some common ground, you talk about that common ground, you build rapport, and then that's your friend. It's not that hard. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It really not that hard. Like I don't think I've ever had issues making friends, but, like, if I did, that's what I would tell me, you know? Mm. Just, like, find someone you got some common ground with, make sure that there are no deal breakers in the friendship, and then just make a friend. Mm. And then, like, friendship is more mostly about time and effort. It's not necessarily about, like, compatibility per se. It is, Mm. but it's not, right? Mm. Um, You can't be friends with someone you're not compatible with whatsoever or you can actually I have a couple of friends like that where i'm just like why are we friends because you're weird <laughs> but if you're not like me <laughs> <laughs> um you know try to find someone that you are a friend like that you do have something in common with and just like build on that mm. like i've always found it easier to Find friends based on interests than anything else. Mm. Which is why I have such like a varied group of friends. Like I have very different friend groups because they're based mm. on my interest and mm. like my sometimes identity markers, um versus like a specific person per se. Mm. You know, like I don't you I don't have a friend type, you know. Mm. I just have interest. Friends based on interest, you know, like my soccer friends or like my friends that like to read or my, my friends that are queer or like my friends that are black or my friends that are both. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Just like those type of things tend to work best for me, but it is mm-hmm. not for everybody. How do you make friends?
0: They usually come to me, so I don't know. schmink schmank, me. <laughs> I. It's still hard. I mean, I. Uh, I don't even know. I can't say anything on that. <laughs> You're so have weird. To say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like
1: it's so weird.
0: because um. sometimes it happens organically, and then it doesn't last. We kind of like fall out, mm-hmm. and then we just like you know stop talking. It's not that we stopped being friends. I still like you, but it's just that we don't hang out anymore. Period. Yeah, I Um, mean. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of those kind of people. I mean, friendships take work.
1: I would say that the people that I'm closest to are the people that I put the most effort into even though I make a lot of good, uh, make a lot of friends and I make quick friends like the people that I'm like closest to that I consider my close friends I put in I put in work if you will mm-hmm. um, I make sure that I see them like even if we don't live in the same city I make sure I see them at least once every two years um, mm-hmm. sometimes some of my friends I see more than that you know um And if it is someone that, like, we don't live in the same city, but I can't necessarily see you, um, I make sure that I make time to see you. Like, we FaceTime or we, like, get on WhatsApp for my international friends. I actually have a WhatsApp Mm. appointment with my Brazilian boyfriend after this.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. um, Because I think that's important. Like, I think that most people feel good about their friendships when they realize that, the other person puts in time and effort because like it's the same thing um that a re- how a relationship would work right like if you don't put time mm. and effort into it it falls by the wayside mm. but that's also how you make friends right you put time and effort into a person that's how you make a friend too
0: mm-hmm. yeah I just be like that's true.
1: yo i mean like also there are absolutely times where it is easier to make a friend right like we met on the first day of our orientation. So mm-hmm. obviously people were looking to make friends on the first day of an orientation. Yeah. Right. Um, that's how I made friends with you. That's how I made friends with That's how I have made friends with That first day of orientation. Yeah. Um, and then, like, that's also how I made friends with because she came in the first day and was like, here is here is a lesson plan template. This is what you should mm-hmm. use, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so be useful, I guess, to your friends, yeah. too. Yeah. Right, that's how we made. That's how we made friends with the our mini me's.
0: <laughs> mini me, they
1: are. I <laughs> I don't know if we've talked to the about this to you guys before, but at work we have um, two younger girls um, who came in maybe like three or four years, four years after
0: us. Yeah, four. Yeah, four years. I think
1: F- four years after us, and they're basically us, but in <laughs> um, like you know, they're us when we first started. <laughs> um even though my mini me gives way less fucks than i gave at that time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you know yeah so we both definitely have like mini me's at work and so we but we also put in a lot of effort to our mini me's right like we're the people that they turn to when they have questions or they have issues and you know what i mean because we we also have a lot of more time with them too because we had those two prep periods with them.
0: Oh yeah. That was fun. Yeah.
1: They're cool. I was just talking to both of them the other day. Oh nice. Yeah. One of them is helping me with with a student doing his work and I'm like good for you because I couldn't I couldn't. Good for you. (laughs) He's he's never come to my class not one time and I was like "Mm." I said I want you to pass but I got Bigger fish to fry right now. <laughs> I've got no, I've got kids that are have been there every single day who are also failing. And I've got a kid who's just stepped foot in my class at the beginning of June for a mm-hmm. school year that ends in June. hmm Like that's not my shit. That that's what I mean. That's kind of what we mean when we say set boundaries. Like that's not my shit.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not gonna get burnt out trying to get kids who have never been into my classroom caught up for a year's worth of work in a month. That's unrealistic, yep. and I'm not
0: doing it. Yeah,
1: boundaries, yep. no burnout there.
0: Yep.
1: Whereas, like, um, you know, that other teacher that works our the other new teacher in our school is being told that she has to work with all these kids outside of school hours and Mm-mm. tutor them and make sure that they're caught up with her work because she has such a bad pass rate. <laughs> um, and nope, no, 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 no no mm. see she needs to practice it no Mm-mm. you know and set boundaries with your coworkers, not just your boss yeah like absolutely set boundaries with your coworkers because she and I share a co-teacher and my co-teacher puts takes her to puts her to work and my co-teacher is like can you grade that and I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> she's like you want to do that outreach no No, I don't. Not after you've already pissed in the pot. No, I don't. Mm. My co-teacher is like to the max. You know what I mean? Like she does everything in X's. uh, Like everything. So, you know, if she's already talked to a parent, I know that parent's in a badass mood i'm awake mm-hmm. i'm awake because she because <laughs> yeah. yeah. she probably did something that pissed him off and so i'm not about to call and be like hi i'm your child's english teacher fuck you I'm like no that's <laughs> that's the mood that they be in so i'm like no i'm not gonna yep. make that outreach because yep, yep, you yep. just sent them an email in all caps no i'm not gonna make outreach a follow-up outreach <gasps> that's you
0: why why is she doing that
1: <laughs> she talks to our kids in
0: all caps too Ay, ay, ay. This
1: is why I think having tone as a standard is absolutely yeah. <laughs> stupid because kids underta- understand tone because they think my
0: code is just crazy. Um.
1: Like, I've had multiple kids, not even in the class that I teach, but just that have her as a teacher in other classes, just uh-huh. be like, she's super mean. And she's like, what's with the all caps? Because <laughs> 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 she writes it in our, in our chat. And I, I listen boundaries let me go up to her and be like yo that's not acceptable but boundaries also prevent me from doing it more than once Mm -hmm. like sometimes uh i will write what she just wrote in caps in lowercase and be like for a softer approach and i'll put that in in parentheses when i send it out (laughs) and the kids just laugh because listen oh my god you know another way to prevent burnout control what you can control and don't try to control anything that you cannot (laughs) (laughs) and i cannot control that she's fucking crazy sometimes but i can control Mm -hmm. how i approach that situation and how i come in Mm -hmm. with a soft touch for sure Mm -hmm. for sure i can Mm -hmm. i can accommodate the fact that she she's coming in hot
0: yeah
1: all the time like, literally 99.9999999% of the time, coming in hot. <laughs> the only time she doesn't come in hot is when I'm in a bad mood because I'm burnt out. Oh. And I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure anyone that actually knows me in real life can tell when I'm burnt out because, like, I have mm. I have zero time for the bullshit. Yeah. And I'm, like, very quick to be like, uh-uh, Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I feel like I can't tell sometimes if that is uh like a symptom of burnout or if that is my self preservation kicking in and making sure that I do not receive any more added burnout. Mm. You know, where it's just like, nope. Now you need to protect yourself because you done fucked up and you had some porous boundaries and you let yourself get ba- burnt out. Now, mm. now you gotta, now you gotta be hard. You gotta be mm-hmm. harsh. You gotta be harder than you want to you know setting boundaries is like such an easier said than done moment yeah like just so much easier said than done i feel like um i'm i find it easier to set boundaries in the workplace than i do in real life
0: oh yeah yeah
1: um and then i find it easier to set boundaries in my relationship actually than i do in my friendships um, I find it easier to set boundaries with my boss than I do my coworker. Um, yes, you know, so like boundaries are sometimes my boundaries are rigid, sometimes they're porous. Um, but most of the time, I would say they're healthy. But when they are rigid or porous, it's usually because I was one way or the other. So I'm trying to overcome. Yeah, so boundaries are so important for preventing burnout. I think they're probably one of the most important things, just like protecting your sense of self. And you Mm. know you better than anyone else knows you. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: I feel like no one talks about that a lot, but like Mm. y'all know you way better than anyone else knows you, so you know what you can and cannot handle. Mm. Mm. And when you figure that out, like throw up a boundary. (laughs) Like, yep. Not, nah, not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. All right. So that's it for this episode. If you guys have any thing to add, please send us a voice message on Anchor, and also you can DM us on Instagram and other social media handles. So you can reach out to us in Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Soul and Soul. That is at underscore i'm sorry at underscore s-o-u-l-a-n-d-s-e-o-u-l and subscribe to us on any of the major podcast apps bye-bye